Oh yeah, that's a little bit of tune there. That uh, you're on the dock with Pastor Troy. That song, I tell you what, I don't know. It's, it's a little. I know it's a secular song, Brent. I don't know. I don't know if your old apostolic roots are coming unglued or what in there. I don't know. Oh yeah, they are. Oh yeah, baby, baby. But let me tell you about that song. I'll tell you why that's a special song for me. That's on the dock. It's a, a it's a version of the song that gives tribute to on the dock with Otis Redding. It is our own version, and we had Ben Ottolini, Lucas Winkler, and we had Dustin Griffin come in and record that. And the reason they did it was because it's my favorite song in the world mm. secularly. So I, It Is Well With My Soul and On Christ's Solid Rock are my two favorite songs to be sung at my funeral. But And this song is to be done at my funeral as well, but it's to be done gravesite. Gravesite at the gravesite. They're supposed to do all the thing, do the Lord's Prayer, and the preacher shuts up. And then the last thing they're to say is everybody can leave now, and they're to play on the dock, uh, sitting on the dock bay with Otis Redding. Two minutes and 36 seconds long. He recorded it in December 1967. He got to the second verse and he whistled it. If you'll remember, the whole verse is a whistle. What happened was he 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 got done recording it. They cut the recording off. The guy said, what happened? He said, I hadn't written the second verse. So I just whistled. And he said, we got a gig in Detroit. They got on a plane, went to Detroit, died on the plane coming back in Wisconsin. And all they had was that two minutes and 36 seconds in the live album. It went to number one immediately in January of 1967. Or wow. 1967, it, the, the next month, went right to number one one and that's why it's one of the shortest number one songs ever because it doesn't have a second verse just the whistle verse and so i've always loved that i'm a memphis boy i grew up on the docks in memphis and stuff grew up in boot hill missouri some years spent a lot of time in the cottonwood trees that's why you see the cottonwood tree on the dock just feels good to me my mom lived in florida for years and we went down and spent time with her so i just when i'm around water and i'm around a dock it just feels good to me and you can sit and chat with some friends and otis redding's song sitting on the dock i know it's a little bit it can be it can be i don't know it's not a down song for me you're just wasting time that's okay we're wasting a little time here in the studio talking with you guys but here's the cool thing at my funeral, they're supposed to play that at the end, and when the whistle verse goes, they're supposed to say, y'all go eat Mastacholi. Troy is getting his dream. My dream is to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, bring up Otis. I want to hear verse 2. <laughs> so y'all leave. Let me hear verse 2 in peace and go on about your business. Right. Yeah, so it's the good things to come for me. Uh, that's right. So I love the fact they made this. So I'm, I'm not from Georgia. That's a Georgia song, but I'm from Memphis. So I told those guys, I know y'all spirit-filled believers. Dustin, I want you to get in that studio. I want you to get Dirty Blues Memphis for me. <laughs> and he did. He got on those two keyboards and he tore it up. Those guys tore that song up. Oh, yeah. So I appreciate that. That's, that's, hey, we're all about conversations that let you enjoy yourself on this dock. But in the end, we want you to get up, get untied, and get out past that pass and get into the deep waters and do the things of God. That's right. You like that? I, and, hey, if you're with us today, thank you for joining us. You can find us at YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And you can always reach out to us on our social media partners, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and telegram we'd love to have you there and if you find us there please hit subscribe like hit notify and share make comments as you would but mostly get notified so you know when we launch another cast every cast comes out on tuesdays and thursdays we'd love to have you We'd also love to have you as a partner of On The Dock, or you can be a sponsor. Go to our Patreon site, download the Patreon app, look us up at On The Dock with Pastor Troy, or you can find Patreon and become a partner sponsor by going to onthedock.org and click on that Patreon link. Or you can also find all of our links to all of our platforms. If you don't know how to do it, you can do it through our website. And if you have any other questions, you can always email us. Email Donna. Donna's our executive producer at info at onthedock.org. And uh, we'd love to have that information. And we sure appreciate Lucas Winkler in here. He's working this whole series for us. He is our on-the-dock director and our techno guru. So he's multitasking today. He's giving tours and everything around the whole video <laughs> stuff and having to deal with us and my bad computer. Hey, 
I have a new computer coming, so it's going to get all better. There's going to be better soon. Hey, we're continuing in part three of our Life Source Church series uh, from the group from West Frankfurt. Gosh, good, good leaders. And we're going to be talking about in this part three, go back and listen to part one and two. They're just incredible. We've had to cut off some things just to say some things for a special episode. There is just some rich stuff. You want to go listen to what they're talking about. They've got a deep heart for God, the things of God, the people of God, and seeing a break in the things in our community that are holding us back. So we're going to get deeper in this, and we're going to begin to look at, in part three, spiritual needs and issues that the church is developing now post-COVID. We talked about in part two, getting through COVID and what that meant as a pastor. We want you to help us in this episode to do that. So I got with us again, Pastor Brent and Kara Piles from Life Source Church. Mother Kara, welcome again on the dock. You were very chatty the last episode. You did great. Hopefully I'll continue. Yeah, you just keep it up because the next episode, part four, is all about you. I promise you. Oh. And so you're gonna get you're gonna warm up your vocal cords and you know get going here. I'm not worried about Brent. And then Mother Beth, you gotta get involved too. Mother Beth did a good job last episode, so check that yes. out. Both these girls are they're 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 almost off the chain. We're gonna get off the chain by the next episode. So let's get into this right now. We've got a great lineup for you. Uh, I've been working with Brent and Kara for a long time, as you you guys have been seeing. And they've got amazing, they're amazing leaders, got a great vision for the the church doing amazing things, very significant growth in their young church. And they're reaching a group of people that I think are hard to reach, difficult to reach, but not impossible to reach if you've got a heart from God and a call to do it. Right. And they're doing it and doing amazing, amazing work. Brent, how old is Life Source Church today? So I think we're actually sitting at about seven and a half years. Seven and a half years yeah. old. You're just, yep. I mean, you're still pups. Still you're pups. under 10, yep. you're past five. You're, and then tell us, just give us a few things. I mean, in, in those seven and a half, eight years as you've been going, what what has changed since you launched? What 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 looks what, what's the big change you've seen? You mean with uh, the church or myself? The church. Well, we'll take one of each. <laughs> we will take one of each for two hundred dollars. Well, I'll tell you. Um, I guess anybody who's pastored for seven years at least, you understand the challenges and and dealing with people. So, I think definitely learning how to deal with people. I've gotten better at that. I've, I've I'm not as shocked. I think probably on certain things, but I think just understanding people better and, uh, you know, knowing that dynamic has probably, I've matured on that. Um, and I think the church as a result has matured because I pastor differently. Um, I think in the beginning I was very, um, if you love Jesus, you'll do this. And if not, you don't. And <laughs> I was just full and, of, and, and that is, that is true. Just raw passion. No, that's true. I mean, I, in, in my definition, in my, I got, hang on, guys, I'm going to get my pen. All right. Hey, when you're young and you don't have a fat belly, you just go get it. But yeah. when, you're, when you're older, you got to go, okay. Hang on. Hang on, we're going down. You never know when the chair, chair kicks out, you don't come back up. You, you just never know. I think about that every time these days. You shift this much weight, the booty goes left, the belly goes right. Man, it's like a trap. It's like a trap handoff in football. So, you know, I, I think... I think the way you think coming out of the hopper is the way I thought too. You know, this is oh, a yeah. church. This is what the Bible says. Go do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why in the world the sheep won't do what they're told to do and won't do what the Lord tells them to do. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know how the Lord's dealt with these people all these years, but somehow there, there's something that you you begin to realize, man, they're just not going to move. Right. That way, and 
I don't know if we should have to change, but it seems like we all have to, so a little bit. Right. You mature, you understand people. So what, what change big about the church itself? Well, I think I think me learning how to deal with people better, I think, you know, learning how to lead people be better and that aspect of it has helped encourage people and lead them more. Like I said, in the very beginning, I think I rebuked everybody. So you just line them up I mean, and shoot them? I, everybody. Just frag Everybody them. got anointed, prayed over, rebuked. I cast devils out of when everybody. I was, when I was planting new churches, <laughs> there are several times when you just want to reach back in your belt and go, fra- <laughs> grenade, frag out, you know? Right. You just throw it, roll in the room, shut the door, you know? Right. I mean, it is. I mean, when you're, when you're just well, start over. <laughs> look, we have done this multiple times. When you're dealing with all people in your leadership that do not, maybe they've come from this church, that church, five other churches, some good churches, some bad churches. Some of them have never been to church. They never, you don't know what church is. Their first church clothes got the tag still on them. You know, right. they're wearing them. You know, you've got people from all backgrounds. You've got an eclectic group, and you're trying to get them to go to a vision and a mission that God's given you. It is like herding goats and cats oh, at yeah. the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it is tough, and, and you get frustrated, but there's also a richness that comes as you see the body of Christ start to come together. Oh, yeah. And it comes at a cost. <laughs> yes. Because you're, you're, when you do new church starts, people, you don't know this. You guys have all been going to church, sitting around for years. You know how things work. You know, you know, and you, you choose to ignore it, or most of you choose to ignore it, and you just do it anyway, and you get a new preacher. But when you're a new church start pastor, there's no new preacher. There's the pastor that was called there. So you got to kind of work through your vision, and, and as you bring people in, the more people in the boat right. kind of changes. So it is a challenge. And then getting all those people to understand the spiritual things of God, they're not there yet. you got to get them there. You know, you're, you're trying to feed them spiritual water, and they're just wanting to cook, you know. You know, right. and it's it's a challenge early on. It's a big challenge. What 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 are one or two things that <laughs> if you got to hit the do over button? I'm not saying you should. I don't think you should. You got a great church, but it, but I've always thought. I think about what I, a good friend of mine, uh, Ed, uh, Bob Souders. He pastored a church called um, uh, what was the church there in, in uh, Fairview Heights. Gosh, Bellevue, Belleville, uh, Bellevue, St. Matthew's, uh, Matthew's Church, yeah. St. Matthew's, back in the day, back when I was younger. He built this brand new sanctuary, big, huge, massive, I mean, multi-million dollar, seats 1,500 people sanctuary, big, big, wow. big church, TV, studio, everything. First Sunday was Easter Sunday. Before the church service started, the Easter set, they had a beautiful Easter set. The the lights caught the, that caught the, uh, they had put some... Uh, those curtains. The curtain. The curtains are the sacks that they put. They put stuff out all the decorate. So the lights caught the curtains on fire. Oh, the no. fire caught the stained glass window stuff that they put on the window, and the whole church burned down oh, no. before the first oh, service. Lord. And you have yeah. the, the video. It was an Emmy Award winning video. One of the guys that runs their, their their video booth grabbed a camera. He was a Channel Twelve guy. He went in. The pastor was trying to put it out with <laughs> trying to beat it out. He, <laughs> no. Trying to save the church. He got a hey Lucas. He got an Emmy for it. He got an absolute Emmy for the yeah. video shot. Pastor oh, trying to save his my. church. Trying to beat the fire out, they lost the whole church, oh. burnt the church oh. to the ground on Easter Sunday because yeah. they had in, in Bevel they didn't have much to put out church that big, you know, and, and, and it was Sunday and Easter Sunday, so nobody nobody responded very fast, and so it burned down. And so guess what? They got to build the whole thing over again with the insurance money. And he said there were several things they thought they did wrong, and they fixed them all in the second build. <laughs> He's the only guy I know to burn down a five million dollar building to build a new one back. And fix right. three, fix three problems. Oh. What would what would be those problems? Not that you would do that, but what would be a couple things you <laughs> you would love to have a do over? And then what are a couple things, one or two things that you wouldn't change that you think that's man, we got that exactly right. I'm putting you on the spot here. I know that's kind of tough. What do you think, babe? I don't know. I I don't know about what I do over. I know. I mean, 
I wouldn't have picked up old brother Jim. Brother Jim, I left him sitting on that corner. Well, that's what I was trying to avoid bringing up. Yeah, don't bring up brother Jim. Don't bring up brother Jim. And I just made brother Jim up. So I mean, if, there's a brother Jim in his church. I mean, that's the Holy Spirit talking to you right now because I just made that up. So if they feel, if you feel guilty, just repent. <laughs> We don't have brother Jim. Well, you not know, a, not specific that name, but no. I could put that name. That might have been his. Online. That may have been his online name. Right. Yeah, you don't know about that. Go ahead. Go ahead, babe. You go ahead. You go for it. Give me, give me, give me something you do over something you wouldn't change. We got that perfectly right. That feel. That's us. Oh mercy. Gosh, I thought this would be easy. I could think of several things I wouldn't have done. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I probably could think of several things. I'm just trying not to. You're trying not to insult you. I know I give you a not t- to offend. No, no, no. <laughs> people I'll are going to watch, watch this. Yeah. I'll, move, I'll move on. I didn't no, say no. you had to pick on people. No, well, no, okay, no, 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 If no. you had to do it over again, would you be on Thursday? Yes. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you wouldn't change our, Thursday? Yeah, no, our structure, not. I think, is perfect. Well, I think oh, yeah. Well, this times, isn't rocket science, and you say, well, I wouldn't well, change that. Okay, no. I'll the go. way you asked it, though. Yeah, I, I wasn't picking to, on Brother Jim. I wasn't picking on Brother Jim. I No, no. I mean, I, you know. Well, we've never built a building, so I can't say we would rebuild it differently. Right. I um, wouldn't change the way we do outreach. You would not change the way you do I outreach? I think we have mastered that. That's the one thing I think LifeSource has done. That you've yeah. mastered really how done to reach people. Yeah. Well, we've just, I think the thing I wouldn't do different is is that right there. I think we've just figured out what our calling is and yeah. we've stick, we kind of stuck with that. I mean, we, we've not tried to be everybody else. You know, right. We, right. we figured out our identity and stayed with that. I, so I think that's the biggest thing you've got that I've seen you've done. You've been you yeah. and you've been yeah. your vision the whole time. Yeah. I wouldn't change that at all. Well, it takes mm-hmm. some people years to, years figure, to figure that, that out. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I, great. The thing I would have changed was me. I think you already said that when you said I, I, my maturity. Absolutely. I would have been. I would have tried to upgrade me a little bit sooner. That's what yeah. Because I, I mean, I look at stuff how I handled things, how I handled certain people, yeah. and I'm like, you know, maybe they'd still be here, maybe not. But I don't I, know. But maybe it would be different. I, I, I was but. young yeah. like you, but also as I told you. No matter who the church planner is, about a third don't make it anyway. Yeah. So I, I would have liked to have had a better chance to select who those those third <laughs> right. would have been. Yeah. You know, you know, it's not always who right. you who you think it would be. Yeah. But but I have learned this though. You know, I, I think I think I would have been better if I had to set some boundaries earlier for me, and that would have let me breathe earlier. And so I could. So when you're in that church start, you don't you don't even feel like you have to take a day off. You can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So much need, I so much demand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people get used to you not having boundaries. So that, so you don't yes. later on as you start maturing, they don't know. They they've only known you one way. So when you start saying, "Well, right. oh, I need a day off, and this is my time," and don't they're like, "What? Our pastor's gotten uppity." <laughs> you know, our pastor. Who does he think he is? I used to you hang out changed. with. Him. Yeah, you won't <laughs> yeah. take my call on Monday. You you put your phone on airplane mode. You know, you don't like me. No, I don't like anybody on Monday. So it's right. not you personally. Right. And so I didn't learn to do that stuff early on. And I think it kept me from breathing and letting the Lord deal with me and maturing me faster. Right. Yeah. So if I would have backed up, I would have probably put better boundaries in for yeah. me earlier. We have done a better mm-hmm. job in the last 10 years of taking your day off. I have been terrible at it for the last three weeks because we're fixing to go on vacation. It's July. I mean, we're starting this new show. I know, but I'll know that. And we're going to take 14 days off and get away. And I know how to get away now better than I used to. I just, right. Right. You saying that definitely sparks better, you know, processes right. for us so brother jim you can stay brother jim yes. you're good you're good um, you're good you can stay i think it was, I, I didn't know what to grab for but <laughs> you saying that that's that would be probably one of the things i i yeah. wish i would have done early on is just made more time for our family and mm-hmm. and 
being able to set those boundaries because when you are a church planner, you got to be the best friend to everybody, and so you gotta you gotta be their buddy. You gotta always right. be there. And yeah. be well, you're their, you're their shepherd. I mean, you yeah. are, but we're right. not their great shepherd. The great shepherd. Yes. I, I've taught on this uh, last Sunday at our church. When, when you talk about the watchman on the wall, the Lord is our shepherd. He's a shepherd that doesn't need a replacement. He's always on duty. He doesn't sleep. The, mm-hmm. Psalm one twenty one. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. Right. He doesn't. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't call on the hireling to watch you. He doesn't call on a second shift. Right. Our God's foot cannot be moved. Always, he, yeah. he, he doesn't sleep. So he's always on duty. That doesn't mean is his under shepherds. We're capable of that. We are not capable of that. We have to have a bathroom break. Yes. We have to take a shower. We need to sleep. Yes. We, we need to have family time. And if you want our kids not to be embarrassing to the whole entire church, and they probably are going to be anyway, right. at least let us have a little bit of quality time with them. Right. You know, and, and you want to make sure they don't hate the church and grow up like Kara so that she doesn't want to be a pastor's wife <laughs> for the first three years. Right. You know, you know, you know, right? right? Because right. she saw what yeah. happened to her parents mm-hmm. and the invasion and the time she lost. Yeah. And I, I, I just think, and that, that doesn't mean we don't see it as a good sacrifice, but there's a point in time in the sacrifice, you can get it completely lost in oh, it too. Yeah. Right. And oh, the yeah. sacrifice is no longer a benefit. There is a time to sacrifice. We sacrifice often on our day off, but right. there's also a time when the sacrifice becomes self-defeating to the benefit of the future church. Right. And if I was speaking to young pastors out there today, I, I would do me better in that. I would, mm-hmm. I would try to build that time in sooner. Be smart, though, to be flexible with it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be so stringent with it, but make sure when, you know, you have to, you know, a funeral comes up, whatever, you have to go do the Monday. The, the person's dying in the hospital. you got right. to go. you got right. to go. That's what you do. But make sure you counter that time. You know, hey, I'm taking Wednesday off because, you know, people begin to see that you're human. They don't right. see you as an idol. Right. They don't put expectations. Your church, I've watched from the beginning, with pastor's appreciation, how they love you, how they care for you. I've been there for several secret things for you. I've kept more secrets from you <laughs> than I've known about. Your right. church does a good job at caring back for you, probably because you care so much for them. Right. So I, I do think most people, if we'd set those boundaries sooner, yeah. I think our churches would I embrace it and it would be healthy. Right. So yeah. I, I, I failed big time at that because I pastored two churches, went to seminary and had a job, and there was just not much time. You know, right. you know fortunately, Beth doesn't completely hate me. The kids just slightly hate me. <laughs> But, you know, <laughs> well, it's funny you, you mentioned that about being um, the shepherd, because, you know, you're, you're talking about when you church plant and you have you start. Well, we started with three people and kind of gradually went up from there. So we were able to do one on one in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So not that it's necessarily the church motto, but I mean, it was my motto so much that I had it tattooed on me. Matthew eighteen twelve. you know, that shepherd, if there's ninety nine and one wonders away, we're going to go for that one. But we always were going for that one. Right. And eventually our family just got so huge right. that right. we were spending so much time talking to everyone else and not each other and not our kids. Well, and, and, right. and what the solution at that point in time is you've got to raise up other leaders right. that you can pass the watch off to because right. mm-hmm. we aren't God. Right. And and you, the, the watch has three shifts in it, three eight-hour shifts. Even the shepherds had right. night watch, day watch, and mm-hmm. evening watch. You know, we've got to begin to raise up people in due season to pastor that larger church and mm-hmm. be able to hand the watch to people we trust. And that's that's a challenge in a new church start because you've got oh, yeah. young leaders, your tight budget, you know, you're trying to figure that out. And eventually, you know, eventually after two years, we got away on vacation again. Mm-hmm. Start that church, right. it's hard to leave right. a week. It's very hard. You know, and I think the Lord understands that, but there was a season that came when we said, now it's time to leave. I, right. I've got to put these people in charge. So I think duplicating yourself, getting people you can begin to trust is a challenge, but yes. it's something you got to do quick. 
Right. You know, it's tough. Hey, let me, let, let, let's, we're going to continue in our conversation. We, we launched this, I told you, with Reverend Shane Bishop in our look at Christ Church in our pastoring in 2020 and beyond. So we're kind of continuing with some of the questions that we were giving with him that day. We're going to do this with several of the other pastors coming in. And we're really looking at the, the health, the future, and the work of the Church of Jesus Christ in our region. And we're trying to take some of our on-the-dot conversation and help other lead pastors like 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 Brent and then Brent's been through, Kara's uh, been through. That we want to we want to help you get an understanding of what what what's going on, how they've handled it, how they served the church, and as we help other people get out of the shallows into the deep. So in this segment, we're going to take a look at the spiritual needs specifically at issues of the church, kind of post COVID, not COVID, but what's come out of it because the church is different. I believe there are, are things that are the same, things that are different, things that. Um, They've gone back to like the same things that are different, uh, things that have morphed. They're kind of hybrid. And I think there are some things, um, there are some things that will, are completely new. And so we're going to look at those questions and talk about that. So you guys just jump in any way you want. But let's take a look at the spiritual needs and issues of the church post-COVID. First question, what do you think will, will this is the easier one, what do you think will never be the same? After COVID, there were some things that we'll always do. But what are some things you think have disappeared in the church are, are changes of temperament that have disappeared or changed because of we've gone through COVID? In their church? or In, in their the... church. In their church. Well, at least for you as a pastor in your church, but you also think it's going to impact maybe other churches, but pr primarily your, your experience. What, what do you think is a little different? Something that just will never be the same in how you teach, how you look at, how you communicate, how you lead, expectations. <coughs> you know, one thing she said in the other episode was you, you learned who was in the body and who was a growth. So, right. so now are you going to look more, my example would be here, something that would be changes. I would probably, when a sheep comes in, do a little more inspection to take a look at, are they here to be a part? Are they here as a growth? You know, right. would you do some pre-scanning, pre-checking? How, how, how's it going to change how you look at the church going forward? Well, I, I, I for some reason, I'm trying to think of almost some like a negative, but I was almost thinking more of a positive. You can be, I feel no, like, no, I think these are positives too. Yeah, because I think that... Um, I think the things that will never be the same is that I don't think we take things for granted anymore. I think people mm -hmm. have learned to really appreciate what we have more. I think it's uh, the way it's upgraded us, the way it's moved us forward. It's just caused us to really be more real, more authentic, um, really appreciate what we are blessed with. Um, even when it comes to teaching and preaching and, and our classes and discipleship, all of that. I think it's just, it's enriched it more. And I'm not saying we were lackadaisical before or that we weren't as appreciative, but I just feel like this enriched it, made it better. And so um, I just feel like our family's gotten stronger. We appreciate each other more. We serve harder. We serve more. Mm -hmm. We went through a really in-depth series that I taught all through COVID that I just feel like it just made us a better people. I, I can't look at something that something that we've lost that we won't get back. Yeah, I don't if think, anything, we've yeah, lost we what we that. didn't need. Yeah, right. I, 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 I don't want any of this to feel like it needs to be negative because yeah. I think if, if I would tell you what I saw at Community Faith, I thought we were intensified. That's I thought us. we yeah. sifted out what yes. was not needed. Yeah. So I think it was a benefit. I don't think it COVID was. was a bad thing for us. Not at all. And so I do think that we became healthier. 
not everybody stayed. People, mm-hmm. we still got everybody back, but we've got a bunch of new people because they connected right. to us through the virtual campus. Right. Their churches abandoned them. They found a church that didn't abandon them. They now appreciate what right. they've come into. We have other people that just were looking. They were here, maybe just grafted on, but but you know, kind of like like a, like a cancer, right. not a bad way. But they weren't here for the right reasons. They're right. not back yet. Maybe eventually they'll get back. Praise God. But when they do come back, they will come back to a more intense a, and richer church. This church will not be. And, and it caused my preaching to be heavier and stronger because yeah. I feel like oh yeah again I'm go back and listen to my preaching in the last one but I believe that COVID is nothing compared to what we'll face in times ahead it's not right. Ebola it's not what the devil's it's not the best the devil's going to throw at this church right. or your church right. if and if you're struggling with this and you're hiding home over this you probably weren't here for the right reason yet we'll <laughs> right. wait for you to come back or find a church and, and come back in again and get your DNA right because right. maybe I failed you the church failed you we didn't get the intensity right we are much more wouldn't you agree honey yes much more intensity yeah you you, you saw much. Mike here Mike was here in the previous episode local pastor leader in the minister alliance i'm taking on my colleagues i mean michael tell you i'm just almost rude in a loving way that we pastors got to get off our butts and we've got to lead the people of god because we're letting the government lead us and we're called to be the shepherds not the government Mm -hmm. and i'm not criticizing the government i'm criticizing us let the real church stand up and let's get out and we expect way too many handouts and way too many things for big brother right so what else? So so what what do you think would be what's what's the same? What what is just kind of come back like, you know, it's just like, whoa, we're back into that. So nice to be back. What do you feel like easily kind of come back into just a regular flow? Just e- it's kind of moved back in really easy. It's we're good to be back and this feels normal again. Being able to sit next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Being able to sit. And not yeah. six feet apart. And not six feet. I think that was the might have been the biggest thing that we had with COVID was trying to fit the guidelines of the government so that we could be okay and then right. not try to come against us and shut us down. So right. we're trying to make it legalized to where when everybody comes, they have their mask on, they're six feet, we got yeah. hand sanitizer. But um, <laughs> well, I you, like being able to sit next to someone. Well, you know, I, yeah. uh, Me too. I, I'm a, we hug a lot in this church. I know <laughs> your church is a hugger church. Oh, yeah. I do see people starting to hug a little bit. Those of mm-hmm. us that kind of went through the whole fire, we hug. You can kind of tell the people that haven't been back long, they're a little <laughs> hesitant. They're all like, here, have to try the elbow. Right. Get right. the elbow. You know, I did switch out. I don't do a lot of handshaking. I grew up handshaking. I love handshaking. Right. But I have learned to do a lot of fist bumps. Right. I saw that yeah. change in Africa after Ebola. In Ebola, the Africans have a real special handshake they do. It's a three-way handshake. And it's tradition, and you, you, they still do it a little bit. But during Ebola, they kind of got to doing a lot more bumping. Right. And so, I, I, I understand some things may change a little bit. Right. And so I bump up with a lot of people. If they kind of come in for a hug, then I know I can shake their hands. You know, right? You so, kind of hesitate. You, you kind of hesitate. Not you know? for you, more for them. Yeah, more. Yes. Yeah, more for them. Because, I don't want them to right. be uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. yeah. If they come in for a hug, it's over with. Yeah. yeah, I just figure if they Absolutely. come in here, we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna we're get it on. We're gonna, we're gonna shake some hands. <laughs> oh, we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna hug up. What what do you think's completely? What's something that you've seen that's kind of new? It's the new emphasis, a new strength, a new level. Something that you you, you think COVID helped us with, at, and brought us to something fresh that you think honestly? Why why did we forget that to begin with? Right, I think for us. One of the big things, because we were talking earlier about the sifting of the churches as a whole, but I think there was sifting within our churches, churches mm-hmm. that did make it, churches that went through it strong. Yeah. Even they 
lost people because they just weren't deeply rooted. Yes. No, so, no, I think everybody yes. did. Yeah. I, I just think I just think the churches are doing it well found other people. Yeah. I think everybody was challenged. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, there's nobody that didn't lose people. Yeah. I, I, but I think what that taught us, what we've come out of this better, is we have strengthened our small groups. We strengthened our discipleship because at the end of the day, man, the church as a whole was shook. And so everything that was not rooted came out and fell out. Yeah. So we deeply uh, went, we went so much deeper with our discipleship, getting rooted in the church, getting rooted in your faith. Because I, I was very real with our church. If you cannot be faithful and serve God through this pandemic, you are going to be terribly lost during a uh, rougher period of time or through the end times, which, I mean, I believe we are in a very portion of the end times, but it's not nothing to what it's going to be. Yeah. And if you can't be faithful through this, if you can't make it through this, you're going to be in trouble because everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Yeah. And I think this has just caused people to be a lot more mindful about their faith, their devotion, their dedication. Am I really rooted? Do I really believe what I say? Mm -hmm. What I'm professing and confessing, is it really coming from my heart? Or am I only saying that because I, I don't have to be challenged on it? And I think that we were all challenged through the pandemic and through COVID, and it's helped us as a church to get, you know, like you said, man, I'm preaching a lot more intense. We're teaching a lot more intense, and our discipleship and, and small groups, man, that's just gotten to another level because we're telling people, look what we just come through. You yeah. got to get rooted because look who's fell away. Look what's fell away. Look at the churches that have not even recovered. And it's not even that they're, they're not going to. They've completely ceased to exist. Right. Churches are never that, are, that will never open back up because they weren't rooted before this happened. Absolutely. And so we it's, it's enriched our discipleship teaching to get rooted in God because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to come. And if, you know, you don't, you, you don't fix it during a pandemic, man, you have had to prepare yourself for this. Right. And that's what I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's revealed, it's exposed that those who were prepared, those who weren't. But now that we've come through the pandemic, we're getting a lot more prepared. We're getting mm -hmm. better at things. We're getting stronger at things. We're getting more mindful of stuff that we just should have probably from the beginning that we weren't. And we, I think it's almost like one of those things, well, ah, you're coming to church, you're good. Man, right. you can be faithful to church every Sunday, but not be there. You can mm -hmm. be there, but not be there. And that's what we're really uh, just getting more mindful of is just getting people rooted. Man, that's good. I want to ask you, I want to ask you one question here. And it's good. I'm I'm right. I'm writing as fast as I can with him because he is really on a on a line here. Everything that was not rooted came out. Right. And you said everything that can 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 be shaken will be shaken. Right. Give me a scripture for that. You got a text for that? That's from the Bible right there. No, I want the text though. The exact. Oh, I want. I, I, but before you leave this building. I want to text on one of those. Put you on the spot. No, 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 no. You don't have to do it now. I just want oh. for you to leave because I wrote enough here to be my sermon next week. And I don't want to have to actually go find that text. And I know they're right out of the word. And I've written enough here. And I just want to tell you right now, Brent, don't use that language anytime recently because people are going to think you're plagiarizing me because I'm going to preach what you've just said right. regularly for several weeks now. Right. So on Sunday, this sermon's going to come out of this church. Right. I'm not going to quote you. 
I'm not going to. No, I might give you a little. Completely steal. I might. It. I might throw you a little. I mean, I heard a preacher somewhere up the road, something like that. Right. And, and, but if you just give me the text, I won't have to I'll, even. I'll hook you I up. won't even have to use my, my my dictionary or anything like that. Look it up. I'll just be ready to jump in the pulpit. I'll hook you. Up. I got I'll a wedding this week. I want to come back and just throw this up. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So Lucas, if, it, Lucas is our, our our creative arts person here. Lucas, you just have that scripture ready to go in the booth on Sunday. I'm going to pre- the message is going to be everything that was not rooted came out. And the invitation is going to be everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Get up here and let us shake you. Right. We're going to shake you for the invitation day. Sister so are going to shake you. Brother so I'm going to get big, big, big uh, uh, deacons up there. Yes. I got a big bouncer. I got one of my, my head of security, um, uh, Mr. Peterson. We'll put him up there. He's big marine. You've he, got this. Yeah, we got this. I'm stealing this. This is really good. Please, people, go back and listen to what he's saying there. Because what he's saying is, you know, you cannot serve God. If you can't serve God through this pandemic, how are you going to be faithful and serve God as we face greater pressures? Yes. The Bible is very clear that there's going to be more things and more panics and more turmoil. Oh, yeah. And if you can't do that, and you cannot fix it. I like what he said. Brent, you said this real. You cannot fix it in a pandemic. And I'm going to say this. You can't fix a problem in the battle, and you're not going to fix it in the Battle of Armageddon. That's for sure. The Battle of Armageddon, you're not going to have time to back up and fix it. The Lord's already going to be on a horse and riding, and those are with him will be up in the air with him riding. So, So you need to get your stuff together now. Mm-hmm. Right, and so this sifted you. If you sifted out, if you're out there and you're out of church right now, you fell out. You need to get back into the Life Source Church if you're in the West Frankfurt area. Yeah. Right, yes. get back in their church. Go Come get home. your free dinner. <laughs> go get that right. free dinner on Thursday. We'll tell you how to get it in a minute. Come on home. Get in there, Mother Carol. Get you back in the boat. Absolutely. We we need you to get grounded and rooted this time, though. Yeah. She yes. learned how. Yep. And if you're out of the church and you're in the Marion area, we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church. Yes. I'm just telling you that you need to find leadership that will not abandon you in the right. storm, that won't abandon their post. Right. And, and these churches will be there for you. There are people out there right now. We have a numerous amount of people in our region that are dischurched. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The biggest thing. This is me. I think it's different on the other side of COVID is that we now have a responsibility to reclaim those that are floating around right. after the Titanic crash, their church that died. It wasn't rooted. It didn't have an engine. It didn't take the Titanic. It, right. it couldn't handle the iceberg. Right. There are people at sea right now that are dying on the water. They they're saved. They, they believe, but their lack of being rooted. They're right. like in that thing. They've been pulled up and pulled out, and we need to get them in. And Mother Kara and Mother Beth need to get them in. Put a little, put a little water, a little miracle grow on them. Put the hands <laughs> of Jesus DLC. on them, and get them in the baptistry. And we need to get <laughs> you restarted, <laughs> right? Because right. I think that's the best thing that can come out of here is that if you're dischurched, you cannot be the church and be dischurched much longer. You will die. Yeah. Right. You need to get back in, get grafted. I mean, back how in. long does a limb from a body last if it's been severed? Right. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, there's a critical point, man. Yeah. So, so what is something you see? Uh, this last question, in this lane. But are there anything you've seen that's kind of kind of been hybridized? We've had to kind of modify. We're, we we did this well, but we've had to really modify this way of doing things. One of those like handshaking. I change how I approach people a little bit. I think it, for for a long time, I won't just come up and hug a sister or a brother or, right. or, or or shake their hand. I'll, I'll give them a bump and see how they feel about it. So I'm a little careful approaching people. Mm-hmm. Especially people that are seniors, my, my seniors, I want to keep them safe. Well, so absolutely. I do think about those things a little more. For sure. Yeah. Other things that you've had to, uh, the things we've hybridized, I don't think we'll ever be able to go back to having a non video service. Right. You know, I think we need right. it there. I don't think it's a substitute, but I do think people now want to stay. The, the people that we kept were sifted. They said, I'm apart. And even when I'm traveling, look, on Sunday, this last Sunday, we had people from our church were sitting in Antigua and they were watching our service. 
We watched our service from Key West at the, the southernmost point where that little thing is. Watching Cuba, we watched our service. We had people watching our service that were in Wisconsin, in Michigan, in Asia, That's in awesome. Liberia, and other people that were just traveling in, 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 in Missouri. Yeah. And they want to stay connected to their church that was with them through the storm. Right. I think that's positive. That's yeah, huge. It it's not a substitute. They want to get back home. And they're just saying, Pastor, I'm here. I'm not I'm not lost. I'm out at sea. And while I'm at sea, I got my frequency turned in on, right. on, on community faith. That, right. That's a good thing. I think yes. that's good. Yeah. It's not a substitute. So right. all you people are trying to stay home and do church at home and have Jesus yeah. at home, that, that dog's not going to hunt. Right. So, <laughs> so get back here. So what's something you see a little hybridized, something a little different? Well, I think we definitely uh, we've gotten a little bit more mindful of you know making things safer. You know that was I think we, I would say anybody probably let the guard down on that one because um, we we've had the flu, we've had colds, we've had different viruses float through our churches and had twenty thirty people that have been infected by it. But it was almost like we was like oh no big deal, boom we went through. Well, it. I think go ahead. No, worst fear as a preacher right now is you're preaching and you get that frog and you got a cough. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're thinking, and I, I just do it now. I go, right. I go, I'll cut my mind. Go, uh, it's not COVID, guys. You, right. We feel like we have to tell everybody. Yeah, we right have now. to. I don't have COVID. I've had it. I'm past it. Good to go. Yeah, good to go. You're not dying. Right. That's a hybrid thing. Yes. I, I put out a personal disclaimer. <laughs> it's just, I'm fine. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. That's that's actually funny because that's think, exactly what it is. I think safety is true, though. You you want to say, hey, I'm okay. I'm not sick. I'm not feverish. I just. I've spoke too much this week, you know, right. you know, <laughs> you know, I got a little allergy. You got a new cat, you know? So, right. Yeah. I think safety is a big issue that for, it'll be a while before the church changes its mind on that. Yeah. And we really need to be safer. I think that, you know, as a rule, just need to be safer. And, and that's, it helped us do that. Um, Cause we realized how unsafe we did. We just didn't care. We just went around everybody. Um, we weren't mindful if everybody's cleaning their hands, if everybody was being safe. If you're sick, stay home. We just weren't as mindful about that. So I think we've gotten better at that, and I don't want to go back on that. I want to yeah. stay mindful of just being as precautious as possible, but I don't want to compromise our mission in the process of it right. either. So I think that part we got better. And like I said, on the spiritual aspect of it, we just got better at discipleship. Mm-hmm. And and working closely with getting people rooted, and I don't want to go back on that. I want to stay strong on that. I want to keep pushing people to get rooted because if it's not a pandemic, it's going to be your personal pandemic mm-hmm. that you went through. Because every little wind that blows through should not knock you over. Right. Every every situation you go through should not be a do or die. Am I going to stay in the church? I mean, Paul said it in Philippians four. I've learned the secret in life, and that's just being content in Jesus. So whether I'm well-fed or not, rich or poor, in prison or free, hungry or whatever, he said, I've just learned to be content. And I think that he was really speaking more about being rooted in Christ, that no matter what I go through, it does not affect me. I'm staying you know, rooted, and I think that's what we are really heavily focusing on right now. I think, now. I think that's that is really a, good. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very that's powerful. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. And I, I think to me, that is the—I think— Beth knows us. We redesigned how we're teaching on Wednesday night, the intensity level of it. Yeah. We had meetings about it. I told people we're we're now doing community 2.0. I'm holding. We're going to hold each other more accountable oh, yeah. for our actions. Yeah. And I do think it's strengthened our church. I've also we've pulled everybody in. Said social media. You know, listen. If you're in this church family and you're committed, we we drew a line in the sand. And said this date. Look, if you, if you use social media to harm other members of our body, we're going to call you out. Yeah. Right. You know, we're not going to do that anymore. We want this to be a community of faith. We want this to be a harbor. 
like our, on the dock, we want you to be able to come in here to the dock. The lighthouse is out there, the deep water, but in here is a place of safety. Right. We want you to bring your friends that want to tie up and get the solid foundation. And when we get out there, we want to be encouraging. And so I, we just told everybody, I just served notice. Beth and I served notice. If you're being negative on social media, we will confront you. Yeah. Yes. In this church family, we can't control people out there, right. but we are going to expect the the, the sheep of right. this pasture to, to reflect the grace oh, of yeah. God. Right. And you know, I've seen a change in how people are handling each other. And we haven't had to call anybody out yet, but we had, you know, we had people when they're bored at home and so they were bored in COVID, just typing stuff out of frustration, thinking, yeah. "Dude, you don't need to comment on everything. Shut no. your mouth." Right. You know, well, you hush. <laughs> I yeah. think a little bit in isolation, they lost a little bit of. Yeah, they're watching the services yeah. online, but they lost a little, lost a little bit of like their prayer life, I, getting I in th- the word, and and, and, yeah. and being held accountable. Somebody looking yeah. you in the eyeball because the camera's one way, but the eyeball is another one. Absolutely. And so yeah. I think we've all committed to do exactly like you do: be better rooted. Mm-hmm. And when people are getting derooted, we've all committed in this church to to let people know we need to we need to get you in a new pot. Yes. Maybe you just got transplanted. Occasionally, you outgrow your pot, and you're just gonna be. We're right. gonna get you. You know, you need to step up, or you need some coaching, some mentoring, some care. Right. I think your whole concept of better at discipleship, so that we get better people rooted, is great. And right. I, I do think one of the best. It's probably the best thing I've heard mentioned, honestly, is the safety factor. I think we all have changed a bit on that, and just taking care, especially of our older members, making sure that we yeah. care for them and provide for them as well. There's been some great things. We're gonna pull out of this, and we're gonna come back in the next episode. It is gonna be just the barn burner of the episode it's going to be look look here here here's the title of it it is part four through the eyes of the one closest oh wait what is that right no i haven't misspelled wrong yes i hate it when i do that i'll fix it for the next episode so he's got to have a t on the end yes yeah i didn't feel right i did it i do my own graphics closest yeah i i knew it thought it had to have a t on it the bad part about when you misspell something that's right it doesn't spell check it so right. through the eyes right. of the one closest, we'll do that in the next episode. Add a T to it. And that is, we're going to find out what Mother Kara and Mother Beth, what, what they think about being stuck with their husbands as pastors. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out what they're learning and going. So if you're out there want to start some gossip now, this will be the episode to listen to. Yeah, it'll be the episode to listen to. Check it out. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for being in the studio with us, Absolutely. guys. We're going to keep this going on in part four. Don't miss it. And we'll find out about the one closest. Yes, so join us at onthedoc.org. Find out more about us. Info at onthedoc.org is our email address. So email us at info at onthedoc.org or check us out at www.onthedoc.org. Check us out. Get on our platforms. Find us at YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we'd love to hear your comments. You can correct my spelling if you want. Just put that. I won't consider that a negative thing. You can do that on Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, or Telegram. You can go, what's wrong with you? You can't spell closest. Uh, I messed up. <laughs> it was all me. Hey, you can, well, hey when you do it, if, you, if you're going to critique us, at least subscribe, hit like, hit notify, right. <laughs> and share our stuff. And more than that, become a Patreon sponsor or partner with us. We'd love to have you. And we'd love to have you if you don't have a church home. You just want to get rooted back, get rooted at Community Faith Church. We'd love to have you. Sundays, 10 o'clock sharp. Come on out, 10 o'clock sharp. Uh, we have coffee. I think we're starting to have it again. Uh, Wednesday, 630. We'd love to have you if you haven't not in the area, you'd like to check us out at www.coftv.com. That's our online platform. You can find our other links to our Facebook and YouTube page there. And we'd love to have you out live at 10 o'clock on Sundays. Brent, if they're up in your territory, up in the West Franklin region, tell us about your church stuff. 
Yes, we're uh, Live Source Church, 1011 East 6th Street in West Frankfort, Illinois. We've got uh, Sundays at 11.30. That's Worship and Word. You can come early from 9 to 11. That's our free cafe. There's there's always donuts, pastries in there, free coffee. Um, and then, of course, Thursdays at 7 o'clock, that's our Worship and Word. It's, it's just like a Sunday. It's all full of power. And uh, we have a free meal from 5 to 6.30. It's a free hot meal. It's a full meal. So it, you don't have to worry about trying to eat dinner before you come. You can come and eat and have a really awesome service around some really great people. It's not some light sandwich where you're going to get hungry uh, in the middle uh, of the preaching. You're going to be full all the way. you get full spiritually, full physically. We, yes. Yeah. So get oh, up yeah. there to Life Source Church. We'd love to see you up there at Community Faith Church. We'd love to have you. I hope you're enjoying this Life Source Church series. It's a great series. You guys have been great to have it's in the awesome. studios. Thank you guys so much. And for you out there, thank, thank you for joining us at On the Dock. We'd love to have you keep keep watching with us there's going to be much more in this series and there's so many other good things you can check out check out our podcast we'd love to have you we sure love you here at on the dot